welcome back to Riding Pine, episode six. I am one of your co-hosts, Sam Spada, along with Brendan Wright. And both of us are exhausted. <laughs> it's been a long day. So this is going to be a really short episode. Bear with us, because holy crap, we're gonna we're gonna stutter and all that fun crap. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. So I'm but enjoy this. but we do have a great slate for this week. We are talking. It's smaller, but we're talking about the. That's what I'm talking about. The Super League for. Uh, you get what you wish for now. We're going to do it. Okay, okay, but first we're going to start with the Super League. So I still didn't even know what fully happened. <laughs> this literally all just took place this week of where, what was it, eight European teams, like big teams? Twelve. Twelve. All were like going to be like, okay, hey, we're going to form the Super League. Basically, it. It was supposed to rival the Champions League? Probably. I okay. mean, the Super League was just a league of, like, all the big clubs. So like, okay. I'm yeah, the to... big clubs, I guess you could say, you would say. It really blew my mind what happened. Because, like, I literally was reading everything left and right, and none of it made sense. It's one of those things, of, like, I'm still trying to wrap my brain around. But, okay, so here's what. there were The 12 teams were... Um, AC Milan, Arsenal, Atletico Madrid, Chelsea, Barcelona, Inter Milan, Juventus, Liverpool, Man City, Man United, Real Madrid, and Tottenham Hotspur. So, yeah, so basically what happened is they pitched this idea, or I don't even know if they had already, like, had plans to actually do this, and they just I would assume that's what they, I would assume that's probably what happened. Because what it sounded like, from what I heard, was like, they were making this agreement already, and they just went public with it. I don't know how long they've had this agreement, all these teams, to make this league. But as soon as it, like, reached the air, like, literally fans were mm-hmm. burning stuff. Like, it got bad. Like, fans were pissed off by this. I don't know why. Like, again, my understanding of it isn't full. From the outside perspective, I was like, this seems kind of cool because it's, like, literally all the best teams, best competition. But you got to think long term, like, okay – my first anticipation when I saw this, I was like, okay, well, is this going to be, like, the Super League, like, taking place, like, the Premier League for all these individual countries? Like, what does this mean? Like, are they leaving their regular leagues to play in the Super League? Yeah. Or is it just, like, to replace the Champions League? So, when I was reading about it, I know when it first came out, one of the first things I read about it was it was going to be a midweek thing. So, like, the middle of the week mm-hmm. is when these teams are going to play. And at least what I thought, because I didn't think... When I first read, I didn't think it was like these teams were going to leave their leagues, but that's how everyone took it as. Because like I think a couple years like either yesterday or the other day, Wolves from the Premier League said they claimed the title because they would have if you were taking those teams, the top teams out, uh, Wolves would win the title. They would have won the title that year in fifth place, which means the top four would. The, yeah, the like the arguably teams. the f- the four most consistent teams, I should say, <laughs> yeah. in at least Premier League, but even all the leagues. And I think when I thought of like the Super League, I instantly thought of like the matchups that they have here in America with those teams, like the what is the International Cup, Friendly Cup tournament like that they the have. Friendly here. Cups. I mean, they don't mean anything. They don't mean anything. They're just exhibition games, but those are fun for fans of the USA or those big teams to see them. And it's also cool because for the supporters to see those big things because it's yeah. like Champions League matchups. So if it okay, so you gotta look at the perspective of like what this was intended to be versus what it could have been or whatever. So like, 
yes, there would have been cool because you could have had matchups, whether it was like like you said, the midweek thing, or even if it was to rival the Champions League. You get those power matchups. But you gotta think it hurts the smaller clubs. It doesn't hurt these big clubs. These big clubs are making money. Yes, the fans were pissed off about it. I wasn't sure why. Like, to me as a fan, I'd be like, hey, like this is cool. We get to see our team play against the best teams in the world and prove like we are the best in the world because like that's ultimately what that says. That's what the Champions League means. Is literally like, hey, we're the best club in Europe, not the world. Sorry, but like basically the pretty Europe. much whoever wins world. Champions League is the best team in the world. Yeah, that's where all the best soccer is played. But it hurts the little clubs. Like think about all the clubs in the Premier League. Yes, it gives them a chance to win titles, but like, who's going to watch that? Like, nobody's going to watch it. They're going to eyes are going to be glued on the Super League, and nobody's going to watch the rest of those league games. I will say, looking at the list now, interesting names that were left off were like Bayern Munich and any German league teams. So PSG was PSG. PSG was not on here. So like, there were yeah. some big teams that like, I want to say news broke on Monday about this, and then it was Wednesday that. Chelsea was the first team to pull, and then all their teams to follow suit. So there's also um, I don't know if you saw, but when uh, Leeds played uh, Liverpool, they had uh, shirts on saying that like the Champions League is something earned and not given. Yes, that's and that big really big. upset um the manager for Liverpool. So I mean that's just oh. right away we were, all those smaller club teams instantly started protesting it. I think it was, like I said, I think it was more of an expected smaller clubs, but even the bigger clubs were like, okay, hey, like, we don't want this. But yeah. I guess, okay, kind of throw a curveball in the lineup today because we're on the topic of soccer. Uh, Jose Marino getting fired from Tottenham. Was it Tottenham? Yeah. It was. Yeah. I, Which I didn't totally think this, forgot about like, that. Literally, I, I read about it and I was just like, holy crap. Didn't think about it, but we're talking soccer now. Um, I hate him. I do too. But, like, it's one of those things if he's a great coach, but he's never had a good tenure at a team. Yeah, he's, like, he's literally there, has a good season, and then they get, he either gets fired or leaves. I mean, exact, exact, like, Manchester United, when he was in Manchester United for, like, two or three years. First year, amazing. Second second year, he was, I think they were his bottom. Ba- yeah. His bags are always, his bags are always packed, is basically what we're saying. Yeah. Like, he doesn't stay, which... Makes you wonder, like, how how does he feel about that? Does he enjoy being? Because, like, would you rather coach for one team your whole? Like, it does suck because he ends up coaching rival teams. But like, you literally can say, like, I've coached for all of the best Premier League teams, like the best yeah. clubs in soccer. Whether you did great with those teams or not, but you also got to think he's getting paid. Almost every job he's paid, he's or yeah. had he's getting paid. So he probably doesn't care who's writing the check. He's just yeah. like, I got a job. And that's all and it's also, I'm also curious too to see if he even gets hired again because the last his two track teams, record, yeah. yeah, his last two teams with Manchester and Tottenham just, they, I mean, they, they haven't skyrocketed. Been, and then, yeah. They Cause you also have so to wonder fast. how much is that is like, Oh, Hey, it's the guys rallying around. Like, Hey, we got a new coach. Like if the coaches, if they can, the other guy, and brought in a new guy, they might do the same now, so we got to play well. Yeah. Leads to a good season, and then all of a sudden they're just like... And that's the thing, too, is like they fired him, and then Tottenham went on to go play their next game without him, and they... Kicked butt, yeah. No, no, they didn't. Wait. They, they got, they got, they just lost like they've been losing. Which, I, I mean, they also did just lose Harry Kane for the season, too. Yeah, that's Which kind of sucks. But I mean, yeah, they they at the first game after firing him, they just did not go well. That's the weird thing for me about soccer that makes it 
and not necessarily difficult to follow, but I guess kind of is like there's so much turnover in soccer where it's coaching players like literally like Cavani just got signed to Man U. He's probably not going to be there super long. You hope he is, but like stuff like that, like literally players. I mean, just... I can see him being there long because he's been playing really well. Yeah, like he he's one of those role like he's more of a role player now that helps out because. The only reason he's starting right now is because Marshall's injured. Yeah. But before that, he was playing in like the the other like the Europa League. Like he was helping them win those games. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things of where soccer is different than any sport in America of like football or basketball. It's like if you can't help us win now, like you're given a short time period. You're literally given like a year. If you can't prove that you're worth to us now, you're gone. Like yeah. And because. That's the thing is they're good enough to play anywhere else. Like they literally can say, "Hey, we're or," and that's the thing with soccer is soccer is so much like of a fit thing, having yeah. different formations and tactics. Sometimes players, the way they play, don't necessarily fit that team. So it's like a trial period of like, "Hey, like you're a great player, but like you can't fit here." Like same thing with like Gareth Bale when he was on like Real Madrid, like or who was he with before Madrid? Tottenham. Tom, he didn't really fit in there, and then went to Real Madrid, and then kind he of... He also switched positions, too, yeah. from a left back to a left wing, or right wing. One, One of the wings. Yeah, so, like, having, like, different fits and playing around with that yeah. kind of... I, I think another thing with that, especially with you saying that, is Jesse Lingard. When he was in Manchester at Manchester United, he wasn't doing anything, and he moved to uh, West Ham, and now mm-hmm. West Ham's fifth in the league right now it's, with him. That's the same with any sport. But it's like the same thing with like hockey or anything like that. And to talk about hockey, um, we're recording this on what Thursday evening. It's technically, technically Friday, Friday now because <laughs> it's past midnight. Okay, Friday early, early Friday Very morning. Early Friday morning. But the Red Wings this past night uh, just warmed on the Dallas Stars, which means nothing necessarily yeah. now for standings. They're still in the bottom of the standings, even though Dallas is a good team or to put seven goals up. But I think the biggest thing is um, you're seeing uh, the trade for Jacob Verona pay dividends. He's already, mm-hmm. what, got seven goals, I think? Six or seven goals in three, three or four games. games. Yeah, yes. he got four tonight. So Plus, he's got, I think, a few assists in there, too. So, yeah. like, don't know how long he can carry that on. You don't expect that from him. That's just, like, one of those things, like, new team, good, fresh meat. But, like, if he can become a point-per-game guy, that's – or even a goal-per-game guy. That's just close, something the tra- – Yeah. So has it had. Yeah, like, they yeah. haven't had that in a while. I think what – um the first he's the first red ring to score four games in like since Dylan Larkin did it back in like 2016 yeah. or something like that uh, like it's been a while since any Detroit players put up four goals yeah. so that was impressive to see <clears throat> and his goals were like I mean he had a filthy goal yeah he had the I don't remember his first shot was just a snipe wasn't it and then his second was the tip the third was the fast break and then the fourth was just the, the uh, Dallas goal. He just gave up a bad rebound. Mm-hmm. And I think, okay, so to talk about last night's game. So Wednesday night's game, uh, Blackhawks played really well in a good game against Nashville and they ended up coming back and winning. So I was happy about that. I'm just excited for NHL. We won't talk about it much today, but like 
playoff episodes coming soon because playoffs is a couple weeks around the corner. So I'm excited for that. And that's nice. And that's when hockey gets really good is once we get into the playoffs, I think. But honestly, though, so I kind of fully sank into watching hockey. Like, I was watching a ton of hockey the first couple weeks. I kind of tired myself out of it. But either way, I'm still watching almost a game a night just because, like, I like the division set up to where they're basically rivalries now. Because, like, literally every team has played – each team in their yeah. division, like five, six times, which is I think also going to make the playoffs interesting because oh, none of those teams kill have, each other. Yeah, yeah, none of those teams have played each other really this year. Well, okay, the first round will be because won't be because they'll still be playing. Yeah, I guess the division. that's true. So that's what I'm looking for in the first round is because like they've already played each other six times. They got to play each other potential seven more times. If they go seven game series. They're gonna absolutely want to kill each other, which makes for good hockey. Like, again, not saying they should kill each other, but, f- but fights and stuff like that is something that I really enjoy in hockey, and I don't. And we don't get a lot of anymore. No. Playoffs, you have been recently, but even like, I'm a fan of like just hard grinding hockey. Like, that sounds pretty weird, but you know what I mean? Like, scrums in the corner, like, yeah. guys stick checking each other a little bit. Like, nothing bad, but just like competing. Which yeah. is something that has been kind of missed because of COVID. So, holy crap, deep breaths. Because now we're moving to the big stuff. Um, NFL draft. Yeah. I'll let you we're take almost, me. Though, we're almost there. We're like two weeks out from it, about a week a and week? a half. Is it the first week of April? Or last first week, week of April? It might be the last week of April. Dude, we got your shit. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have our shit together this episode. It's very I, don't, I don't fucking. But no, it's, it's coming. Fine. It's coming out. It's just around the corner. I mean, I got right now. I got a Mel Kiper mock draft pulled up, which is very. I mean, I, I went through the first couple of picks and the trades and what's gonna what he is predicting is gonna happen. I mean, honestly, these mock drafts don't mean shit. Like they really don't. At the end of the day. The, well, okay. I, I won't make my comment. Sorry, Mel Kiper. Mel Kiper just looks like an idiot. He, like, he's a smart guy, and he has he has this position with ESPN for a reason because he knows his stuff. But look at a picture of the guy. He just looks like a freaking idiot. I, I don't know. I had to get that He out. is very entertaining to watch. Oh, yeah. Or watch, I guess. He just, like he just has a weird hairline. I'm sorry. I'm looking at a picture of it right now. But, no, um, it's interesting because whenever they make those things, like, Literally, they start talking about draft basically pretty much beginning of college football season to the end and like that period. Like literally, it's almost year round at this point. Sometimes, I mean, mock drafts will come out as early as like the first after the ending of like the first couple of weeks of the for end the next year's draft. Yeah, even. So it's yeah. Like, oh, at the like, end, end of Mel Kiper season. sits on these things for. Like, I mean, that's why. I mean, that's all he does though too. Yeah, is so Mel they Kiper is they just change. Like their draft picks and whatnot. So like he's probably predicted every almost not that's a far fetch. But he he has a ton of different scenarios out. So he sometimes gets a little crazy with these scenarios. But he's also insane this is what he does. So I'm not saying it's like gonna happen, like take his picks for word. <laughs> probably not. But like don't be shocked if like he gets some of these things right. Cause some of these things some of these picks are like the picks themselves are like not like complete no brainers. It's like, okay, these are the best guys, like why and these are the positions that these teams need to fill. So mm-hmm. it common sense. Then you get the Detroit Lions that every once in a while and teams like them that'll be like, Oh, this is what everybody thinks we need. And we actually get something we don't need, but we want anyway, because we're stupid. But yeah. Before we get into the Mel Kiper stuff, do you want to start with do you want to talk about the Lions draft pick first before we get into like 
the, the whole Mel Kiper stuff, and then do you want to sure. do a little bit on quarterbacks? Because I know the quarterback talk has been uh, very I was going to say, let's do tw- quarterbacks. I was going to say, let's break. We're having a meeting now in the middle of our thing. We can do either or. Because I would I, like to at least talk about a little bit before we get into We can break Mel down positions. I was going to say, let's break down positions a little bit more closer because like, I definitely want to do an episode dedicated to, like, okay, best quarterbacks in the draft, best like running backs in the draft. Like, who would I take? Like, if I need the running back or stuff like that, I think the quarterback, at least the quarterback talk this year, is, is the most interesting. It's been since the quarter. Okay, that. of all the positions, quarterback is the best this year. Like I think that just caused like literally well, so many. I don't know receiver receiver draft class this year is really deep. Like they got a but lot. But it's not of, talked about. Yeah. So it is deep. Oh yeah, I would, I would say the receiver is deeper, but like the I quarterback th- is top. Well, I think that makes sense. yeah because you, we got like Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson. See, the quarterbacks recently, the draft has been getting so much hype recently, like, past couple of years, because even, like, Baker Mayfield's draft class for quarterbacks, that was a stacked draft class. You still got to figure, like, even, yes, all these guys look great in college, and, like, all these guys are going to be, like, first, second round draft picks. Great. Not all first, second round draft picks pan out in the NFL. They yeah. Very few of them have long, good careers. Look at Tom Brady. Tom Brady wasn't even drafted in the first round. He had a long career. So it doesn't really matter when they get drafted. But it does make conversation. I think like that's interesting. the thing. Like, is, oh, who would you take? Type thing. But that that's the thing too with Tom Brady is that like quarterbacks outside the first round typically don't pan out well. Oh no, that that for sure. Any Tom Brady's like the anomaly, one exception, which is hilarious because he's the greatest with that. But I think Tom Brady is different because he had a bigger worth uh, work ethic. With that chip on his shoulder yeah. being taken that last. And do you all, I don't know if you saw, but with the interview with uh, Trevor Lawrence, they asked him about, you know, his, like, if he had, like, a chip. I think they phrased it as, like, a chip on his shoulder, and he pretty much responded with, I mean, no, he doesn't because he's already, like, his entire, his entire, like, Trevor Lawrence's entire, like, like, football careers even since high school like he was the number one quarterback coming out of high school yeah, he is now yeah. the number one quarterback coming out of college yeah i mean he was the, he's been the number one quarterback since what his sophomore year for the most part pretty much yeah so like he's never been an underdog and then him going into nfl he's like well yeah i'm gonna be like good but like i don't really have that like chip you know that like every See, quarterback seems to have i think okay so i think the best thing for we're, I don't want to get too far into this, but I think the best thing for Trevor Lawrence is still grow, still, and I, he does a good job, is realize, like, hey, I'm a good quarterback. I may be the best quarterback in this draft, but, like, Tom Brady, like, don't lose that work ethic. Don't lose that, yeah. like, sight of, like, hey, I can still get better. Because you've seen, look, Johnny Manziel, um, to name one, <laughs> but you've seen first overall draft picks, even, as quarterbacks or any position literally have crap careers because they get hyped up their whole life of like, oh, you're the best, you're the best, you're the best. You reach the NFL and you realize, hey, I mean that kinda, everybody here is just as good as yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, that kind of almost happened with Baker Mayfield too. Like, at least... Him, at least early on. Yeah. Like, his first two seasons were kind of... Well, his first season... Didn't he come in, like, halfway through this first yeah. season, did really well, and then, like, his next two seasons were just, like, eh. And then last season, and then you could argue Joe Burrow. Like I think Joe Burrow was a little overhyped, and it's hard to say that now because he got he had the RG three curse and get injured. I would I would hate to see him have a like, crap career. Yeah, because he was I don't know. He's just very fun to watch. For, oh yeah, 
What do you want to talk about the Lions? What they should do, what they shouldn't do. What they should do? I mean... What pick do they have against six? They got seven. Seven, okay. So, I mean, with the seven, you're picking in top ten. Every All the mock directs are saying, for the most part, a lot of them are saying they're taking the Alabama receiver or taking some kind of receiver in the, in the, in the top ten. Are you thinking Devontae? Because that's what I was thinking. Yeah. But, like, it's like... I want to see them take a quarterback. Like, that's the thing, though, is, like, I'm – I think Zach Wilson, like, he's probably my favorite quarterback. I mean, if I'm not going to choose Trevor Lawrence, I'd, I'd probably take Zach Wilson uh, just because he looked amazing at his pro day. Yeah. And he played – had a really good season at BYU last year. Yeah. So, I mean, if – if there's a quarterback available for them, like if the Lions can either get Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, or um, what's Justin the Ohio Fields. State kid? Justin Fields. Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields isn't getting enough credit. Um, I'm not saying he's going to be the first. Okay. However, as much as I love Trevor Lawrence, and I do want him to be the first quarterback. I almost want Justin Fields. I'll hear your one. I placed a bet on him. It would pay heavily. Um, two. <laughs> this is my dilemma with college football and NFL. And I'm getting on my soapbox for a few minutes here. I love players. Like, I like Trevor Lawrence. And I love good players. I like Baker Mayfield. It sucks so bad that the good players have to go to a shit NFL team. I almost wish they did the lottery or whatever. Or, like... I hate the lottery but, so much. Okay, but even then, it's just like, okay, hey, like, I would almost be like Trevor Lawrence. Like, okay, so this is what they said Trevor Lawrence would have did if uh, the Jets had the first overall pick, he would literally say, I'm going back to college or like trade the pick because I do not want to play for you. Like, I'm not saying he would necessarily would have been able to pull that off and have that power, but like, imagine being a good player and like that almost is partially what ruins number one of our picks careers is they have bad teams that they instantly go to that they try to throw them in and be like, hey, save our team. Yeah. And they can't do it. So I almost think it's better to be a late round pick. Because then you're yeah. going to some of the I mean, teams. with first overall picks, the for the most part, the best position, if you want to draft a position that's going to go into the NFL and instantly be good. Lineman. Defensive lineman. Def- especially okay. defensive ends. Defensive, yeah. And even some offensive tackles, yeah. you can, for the most part, throw them in, and they're going to be pretty much set to go. Yeah, because I have to say it's not... It's more technical, but not necessarily flashy yeah. skill or whatever. Yeah, like speed. It's yeah. not speed. Like See, yeah. Which is something that you can't really like adapt to. Like offensive linemen, you kind of get the feel for it in college. Yeah. And it's most quarterbacks. Well, and that's the thing too is like even quarterbacks that played all four years in college didn't go to the draft or whatever or a good amount of time in college. They're not NFL ready. Like no matter how good they are or how good they think they are, they at least need, I'd say, the minimum to letting a new quarterback come in and start or play meaningful minutes would be like later half of the first season yeah i would say for about part, halfway through the season yeah. for the most part i would i would almost rather them wait the whole year if they're playing under a good backup but like a good veteran that's literally what cleveland browns were so screwed up with is almost every time they would draft a quarterback start him mm-hmm. he'd get injured or play like crap and they're just like oh well he sucks it's just like because you literally screwed like the Guy into a or line has a drug addiction, or has a drug addiction. John, second time we mentioned Johnny Man, Johnny Football in this podcast, dude. Guy, I didn't he mind been him. Something. 
He was fun to watch. Okay. We're getting off on a lot of tangents today. But no, Johnny Menzel would have been funny because I would imagine... Wasn't it just marijuana that he had a drug problem with? Or was it anything hard like cocaine or anything? I don't know the full story. It might have been cocaine. It, I, I'm feel not like it if, I feel like it definitely would... I don't think marijuana would have gotten him in as much trouble as it did. Yeah, okay. So anyway... Johnny Manziel would have been kind of like the Joe Namath type thing personality of like, I'm good, like, fuck y'all. But Joe Namath actually was, you know, like, good. Good. Johnny Manziel was good. He just let his off the field stuff. Like, yeah, his off the Okay, field put field. it this way. Joe Namath got away with a lot of stuff because it, there wasn't as much publicity as there's now. Literally everything's on Twitter, Facebook, everything. Yeah. Can't get away with crap. But no, that's kind of I. That's kind of why I like Baker Mayfield. I like fiery guys. I like guys that like make the sport fun. And that's why watching Baker was actually very happy with Baker Mayfield this year because I was so hyped on him coming out of college, and then he had the half a good season and then sucked. My favorite thing about Baker Mayfield in college was either the flag plant or the um the ball scratching. Yes, that too. Or but no, like even just the like. Him getting fired up because I think that was the same game one uh, that he went to go shake his hands because Baker Mayfield was is a good sporter and they didn't want to shake his hands so he's just like okay game on like that's the type of attitude I want on my team on my players is guys that are like hey like we're disrespected let's go out and prove them that we're better yeah. so I that that's why I think Baker Mayfield brings such a great asset yeah. to the Cleveland Browns but. Back to business. <laughs> mock draft with uh, Mel Kuyper's uh, oh, mock draft. We're gonna, we're gonna start with we didn't even talk. Hold on, hold on. We're, are we, we never finished the um, Detroit Lions. We saying wide receiver oh. makes no sense? Or are we going to go back to Oh, I think, okay, so if, you wanna, if we're going to go back to Detroit, I think for the most part, if they can get one of those three quarterbacks that I just mentioned, I think you take one of those. Yes. I'm okay. assuming none of those are going to be there by seven. I don't They're think... lucky if they get one. That is yeah. one of them. And if, if there's no way two of them are going to be I think, if, I think the most likely one that's going to be there, sadly, would be Justin Fields. Because I think Zach Wilson's definitely getting taken before Justin Fields. I would agree with that. I think... If I think they, if they get anything outside of that, yeah, it should be wide receiver. I think it should be offensive linemen. Okay. Again, I think all this depends on what's on the board. Like, if you have, like, a Devontae Smith, I would take Devontae Smith. But that's the thing, though. Like I said before, the receiver draft class is so deep that they'll be able to get one a good receiver in the second round. Oh, that's true. I agree. So I think they go with an offensive lineman, or because I don't think there's any when it comes to defensive ends this year. There's, there's not f- like two. I think. Yeah, I. But I'd rather go them see something with an offensive lineman because, like I, we were talking before, it's like that's a position you could throw in right away, and yeah. they'll for the most part be well. And set. you need and you need to protect golf. Um, yeah, especially I, since I will be pissed though if so. Like you said, none of those three quarterbacks are on board. Uh, I'll I'll add four. If Mac Jones is still available, I would accept Mac Jones. Mac Jones is a good quarterback. I think he's. I would say Mac Jones is better than Justin Fields. I would be pissed if the Lions draft a quarterback and go way down. Like I'm thinking, like anybody lower than. If they drafted Trey Lance. I did. There was a mock draft that came out. It was a trade with New England the Lions made. Is New England traded up to seven and dropped back to, I think, 15 or 16. I think that's what New England's picking. 
but with that pick, New England took Matt Jones, which he's not Matt Jones in most mock drafts for whatever reason. I I don't think he's as good as people think he is. But they I have he, the 49ers taking him at okay, three. So, so my thing with Mac Jones is Mac Jones has the build of an NFL quarterback, has the arm of an NFL quarterback, but I think he's not like he's not mobile, and I think that kind of hurts him. But like also like if he's can be a good pocket passer, which he's shown in his college career, that's good. But I think more than anything that people see in him is he's a competitor, and yeah. that that's something. <clears throat> he's not necessarily like the loud like Baker Mayfield competitor type thing. But he's kind of like I'm trying to think of a good comparison. He's kind of like a Matt Stafford of like quiet, not very loud and energetic, but he's good and like will let his play do the talking type thing. So that's I think there's value there. I was gonna bring up the Bears. No, I don't even do want to not, think. Do the, not do that. The Bears are gonna break my heart this year. What but are they the, picking? But the good thing is there's no possible way. Do they not have a first round pick? I don't think they do. Uh, I don't think they have a first round pick. That's well, that's even more troublesome. Jackson, yeah, they do twentieth. Um, oh, they do. Okay. I, talk about the freaking devil! It's showing that they should draft Trey Lance if he's still available. Who they just who, wait? Who's the quarterback there now? Andy Dalton. Oh yeah. Is Nick Foles still? No, no. Nick Foles got traded. Wait, yeah, where's so Nick Foles? Wait, 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 wait. Nick Foles went where? No, I thought Nick Foles is still with him. Is he? Because I thought he was going to be him. He's trash. He's a dumpster. He's he's not good. He had one good. He had okay. one good playoff run with Philly. Yeah, he's still with them. Because I was reading, reading it, and I was just like, "What are they doing?" He's dog water. We even talked about this. Because I don't know which is worse, Andy Dalton or Nick Foles. Nick Foles. At least Andy Dalton was a starter and had success before. Nick Foles plays hard. But see, that's the thing. is, Why would you get rid of Mitchell Trubisky? Why didn't you get rid of Nick Foles? Because he's going to go have a better career down in Buffalo. Oh he's going he's gonna to become the next oh, Taysom yeah, Hill. They didn't get rid of him. They, he left. Oh, jeez. Andy Dalton, though. So just imagine how crowded that quarterback room would get if they had another quarterback and draft Trey Lance. Who? Oh, the Chicago? Yeah. They'd I mean, at least stupid. you would have help. You would be able to, like, groom. And I think, yeah, I think Trey Lance can be a good quarterback if he's he gets groomed. groomed. Yeah, he's not a he's, he's not, not a start. Yeah. Like, he has to at least take a year. Like, mm-hmm. he's not starting that because he's too small for one. Or small-ish. Not, too, not way too small. But, but let's... Well, let's, let's get into... Let's get into the, the Bears, mock, but I love the Bears. Let's get into the Mel Kiper mock draft. So, with the first overall pick, we got Jacksonville. And this one, big, I... Big Thunder. I think is very interesting, and it's a trade. Jacksonville is trading their pick to Los Angeles. This is And projected. getting in exchange Justin Herbert and uh, Darwin James and the 13th pick in the first is, round. Is this the McShay one, or is this the... Are these both they're this both is, McShay and this is, I think they pulled it together. Did they? I think this one is I think it goes starts with Mo Kuiper. Okay, either way, that's huge. That's a news. steal. That's a steal for Jacksonville, in my opinion. Because I think Justin you get Herbert, a great you also get a great safety with Derwin James. And like, they get a yarn proven quarterback. See that for me, that trade makes absolutely no sense. It makes no sense from Los Angeles 
Because that's why I think it's a steal for Jacksonville if they do that. Okay, however, yeah, because Jacksonville's getting a young quarterback who's, who's proven, proven himself, himself, plus a safety, whereas the Chargers are getting, again. They're going to have to start over again. I think Trevor Lawrence is a great quarterback. Just, I do think he's better than Justin Herbert, at least college career-wise. But the, he hasn't proven himself in college. That so, is true. So you're literally sell, selling all your chips for something that you already had. Like, you know what I mean? But you know how you said before that, like, you know, you throw quarterbacks in with bad teams? The Chargers, at least their offense, isn't bad. Like, they put up – the reason the Chargers are bad last year was because of that defense. They put up points. And I think if you throw Trevor Lawrence in with that offense, he might just have the success. So with the Chargers, yeah. Oh, I think Trevor Lawrence will have success either way. But what I'm saying is, okay, the reason why it's stupid for the Chargers is because you are literally giving up a proven thing. Yes, it's only a year. Yes, players have had plenty of good rookie seasons and then like literally tanked and been dog crap. I get that, but by getting rid of not only Justin Herbert and Derwin James, you are literally getting rid of arguably two of your better players on the team. I know they have Eckler. I know they have yeah. talent coming up. But, but especially like, with the defensive trade, too, with the safety, like, Los Angeles' defense is already bad. So, yeah. So, maybe that's why. Maybe that's why. It's pro- but, again, it's just projected. But I think, so moving on from Jacksonville, we're, we're just going to do top five this week, a little bit, gloss over. Um, I think that's kind of not expected. But either way... Trevor Lawrence should go first for all. I'm not shocked if we lose. Yeah. What and the hell is this next draft pick? What, what with the, New York? With I didn't, Seattle? We didn't even talk about this. Holy shit. You, did, you didn't see this one yet? How this are we going to unpack all of this in one night? This is a lot. What um, do you mean? <laughs> okay, so the New York Jets have the second round pick. There's a thought that they might trade for Russell Wilson for the Seattle Seahawks. And, and Seattle will be receiving the second round pick and the twenty third pick. Um, I think. I think Seattle. I think Seattle wins, wins that deal. deal. Oh yeah, and I know that's hard to say because Russell Wilson is a fantastic quarterback. But when you get that many picks, especially as we were just talking about how many good quarterbacks there are in this draft, you can just go draft them. Like literally, you have a good team. Plus, you can add those positions that you're missing, like in defense yeah. and stuff like that. Well, that's that. the thing, though. Is Seattle's going to get two first-round picks. So that means first pick, you could draft a quarterback. Second you pick... You could even draft a quarterback the second pick. You don't even have... Like, there's good enough quarterbacks. You might be stuck with Trey Lance, but... Yeah, but the, I would I would want Trey Lance to sit behind another quarterback, which is... And Seattle won't have that. But I think what Seattle would do is they would take the quarterback and then draft an offensive lineman because that offensive line is bad in Seattle. Like, yes. Russell Wilson makes that team And function. Russell Wilson is also... Uh, there's a few quarterbacks in the league that aren't happy with the situation. I don't think he's happy with the situation. Oh, no, not However, at all. However, if I'm Russell Wilson and I'm getting traded to the New York Jets, I'd rather just retire. But um, <laughs> that's his decision. I don't know how that's going to work out if that does pan out. But either way, again, so either if the Jets don't have that miracle trade for Russell Wilson, there's... They're, they're taking a quarterback, yeah. I think. They need a quarterback. I think another thing, too, we should also mention with this mock draft, and this is this is all trades. All these picks are trades. Holy shit. If you go down the list, it's all trades. So this is like, these are most likely not going to happen, but oh. like if well, trades would happen, I think 
this is what the trades would be. Okay, so that makes a lot more sense. So this is going to be a trade for them. So yeah. we'll get into our actual picks of what we think. I was going to yeah. say, that threw me off because it's like, holy shit, these are some weird yeah. trades. Like, I can't even see this happening. Yeah, so okay. I guess I, we can move on to Third, the 49ers. Yeah. 49ers are in a weird situation. They had a great season. Um, so, okay, I won't say they're in a bad situation. They got decimated by injuries this past season. So, I don't know what they're looking for now. I don't think Jimmy G is the guy. I think... I think he's not the guy only because of his injuries. Yes. So, if you get injured that much, it's hard to come back. It's yeah. literally our Robert Griffin. Which is another reason why I do Or even Teddy Bridgewater. Like, Teddy Bridgewater is still a good quarterback, but all of his injuries, he's not going to be ever be a full-time starter that's going to, like... Carry you to and the he kind of just lost his job too. Yeah, so I th- <laughs> I think Jimmy G's career is sadly not looking too great. Yeah. So but, that being said, again, any team that has the top five picks, not saying they all need quarterbacks, but again, but quarterbacks with this trade team. too is Seattle's. I mean, it's Seattle. Forty Niners are still getting a top top five pick. Like they're trading one spot back to the fourth spot and getting a third round pick. And a third round pick in twenty two. So in trades, draft. in trades like that where they only drop like one or two picks, it's usually them saying, "Okay, so for the team that's trading up the spot, it's usually saying like, hey, we want this guy. We know we might not get him. Like he might get taken from us. So it's basically them like giving him a little extra incentive because we really want this guy. Yeah, and it looks like with this one, the reason why Atlanta would be trading up would to get Mac Jones. I could see that. I could see Mac. And I think that I think Atlanta might be a good fit with him because they already got um, Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan, and Matt jo- Mac Jones can sit behind him and yeah. do what they did with and do with um what Baltimore did with Lamar Jackson because I think Matt Ryan's definitely at that point that he's on his way out. Yeah, for sure. And he's not like he's not that bad, but he's definitely he's getting up there in age. He's yeah. getting paid a ton of money right now. Which I think I, Matt Ryan gets too much crap. He he's still. Even Do you want to talk about the the Super Bowl? <laughs> I don't think that was all his fault. No, I think that's more on that um, was play call. But that's also Tom Brady being like, "Hey, I'm Tom Brady. Like, we got this. Like, not giving up." There's so many quarterback talk this week. I promise we'll balance this in the next few weeks with wide receivers and other skill positions. But again, I think that because we're just going through the top of the draft and the top all those top teams picks. could very much need a quarterback. Yeah, like or not need a quarterback but could use a quarterback the bangle the bank okay so we'll skip to the Bengals because we already kind of talked no switching no, no 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 if you look at the atlanta trade since it's old trades this is a trade with new england i don't even care about that trade oh it's in josh jackson from the quarterback that played for iowa would it be for so they would get the 15th pick yeah atlanta would be getting a lot they'd be get the 15th pick the uh, th- a third round pick and, and a 2022 20, first round pick from New England and a cornerback and CJ Jackson. I think New England wins that trade regardless, though. Yeah, because with the fourth overall pick, I mean, they're definitely going to be looking at a quarterback. A quarterback. And I think that quarterback sitting there Again, is either going to be Justin Fields or Trey Lance or uh, Zach Wilson. I think Zach Wilson probably be in that mix. Uh, too. I don't know if Zach. I, I honestly wouldn't. Okay, we're also, again, I feel like today, like, we're kind of like, I think because we're tired and haven't had a lot of time to look into every single thing. 
But we're also leaving out like linemen and cornerbacks, safeties, all these teams that these teams probably do need. Well, I think if you want to next week, we can go in. We will do more of the coverage. Oh, of, next week because the first five picks are definitely probably the most likely to be the quarterback positions. And if you start looking, down, I would I would say at least two, if not three, of the first five picks are going to be quarterbacks. But we will. No, like next week, like we're pretty much going to be doing all draft and we're actually going to break it down a little bit more, not to be like obsessive with it, but like yeah, more in depth and more, <laughs> what's the word, coherent because yeah. we will not be tired then and mm-hmm. we'll do well researched. But um, I think we, the Bengals is the last pick I want to talk about. That is the only pick where do you take a quarterback knowing that Joe Burrow just got hurt and had the injury he did? Or do you trust that Joe Burrow will get healthy and have a good career? See, that's the thing. I think you can give him one, another chance. And if he gets yes. injured again this year, then I'd start thinking about, you know, possibly getting another quarterback next Because they're year. not in a win-now situation. They don't need to yeah. win now. There's no reason. that, like, If you look at the Bengals roster, do you see playoff contenders, like making the playoffs? Not a chance. Yeah. Like A.J. Green's old. I can't even tell you who the running back is. I think it's. Bernard. Offensive line's garbage. Offensive line's garbage. Obviously, because Joe Burrow yeah. got sacked a thousand times and broke his leg. So, yeah. But, yeah, this this definitely makes sense. I mean, Bengals will be getting a 13, the pick number 13, and then a fourth-round pick, and then a first-round pick next year. And, I mean, if you want to talk about linemen, I think with a 13th pick, you can definitely get a lineman. And then next year, with a first-round pick, you can probably get – you can probably either go with a defensive end or even get another offensive lineman next year too. Okay, so I kind of like. I mean, I guess we could end with this and kind of have probably, us be. We need to end with this. Um, to foreshadow into next week's episode, a position we haven't talked hardly at all about, mainly because there's really only one guy that is the top of this position. But Kyle Pitts from Florida, the tight end. That's um, going to be a receiver in the NFL, most likely. However. That's one of those things of where tight end positions are kind of getting sneakily better to fit into offenses better. Like, we talked about this a few weeks ago about how linebackers can't cover good tight ends nowadays. So if you can have a good tight end, it opens up a variety of things to your offense. Please don't tell me that he's going to be a top 10 pick. I would say, oh, uh, so, okay, I'm not going to guarantee he's going to be a top 10 pick, but he's definitely, like... If he does go top ten, he's like eight or nine. You don't take a tight end that high in the draft. But but you but okay. So the reason why I think he's a good top ten or late top ten pick, and again we'll end on this because, like you said, he can either play tight end, bulk up, or play receiver. If a team needs a wide receiver, that that this is saying okay, they must like him more than was it Jamar Chase, Devontae Robinson. But that's literally what they're saying for the Lions are those are the two guys that they're looking at as Jamar Chase and Kyle Pitts. Take a fucking offensive lineman, please. If if the Lions take well the Lions last I would say the last thing they need is a wide receiver, but like it's not the top of the priorities. Lions need a receiver. They don't have receivers anymore. But like I said before, I the, the Lions, receiver draft the Lions this... trade all well no, that's why I'm saying it's not their first priority. They can get it second or third pick that they have. They yeah. don't need it right away. That's what I mean. I don't mean they don't need a receiver. Because the Lions literally... Lions, we talk about Detroit sports, and I guess we'll end on this. Detroit sports teams piss me off the way they're managed because literally the last five years, almost every sports team, the Red Wings have gotten better because of Steven Heisman. 
have traded away their best players for basically a handshake. Literally the guys that they could build their team around or have, have key pieces in the team, and they get nothing in return for them. Okay, that is true. But I think... The Stafford trades is the exception. Oh, yeah. Because they got ton like, graphics. The Pistons, at least now, are doing good stuff. The Tigers oh, now I don't care about the Pistons as much, so it's okay. I I I, 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 I think the I Pistons. I agree with the, the Pistons are doing better, so no. But even though like they're like okay, hey, like we're trading away all our good players. The problem I have with that is like okay, if you're not getting anything in return, that's going to make yourself a better team. Okay, so what the Lions would do is they would trade for draft picks, like. They'd get draft picks, and that's great because we talk about like you need draft capital. Problem is, Lions have a bad history of drafting terrible players, or they draft good players and then the lot. Whoever I'm going to say something that's going to cost me probably my future job. I know whoever the head of the Lions medical staff should be assassinated. <laughs> I'm gonna add them that because literally every draft pick we've had for like the first two rounds has literally gotten injured in training camp or preseason. So yeah, that DeAndre Swift was very concerning last year. Yeah, so but he ended up playing pretty well. So I'm sorry if I just upset if, if, if the training staff head of the training staff listens to this podcast. I'm really sorry, but like you gotta do a better job, man. And with that being said, you guys have a good night, evening, morning, or whenever you listen to this podcast. We'll see you again next week.